Right. So today we're going to talk about DJI, right? Um, that joint innovation. In terms of companies, right? We've seen the the big national companies. Uh, there is a lot of you know I, I don't know like Huawei is was very famous because you know of the five G technology. But when you think about the most famous companies and you know the biggest names and Tencent and Alibaba, they're much more um, sort of inward looking. But DJI is one of those companies that is you know an international presence and they're and they're dominating the industry in which they are in. I think you'd be surprised to find that um, if you actually mention DJI, people might not it might not come across as a Chinese company to most people. Honestly, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, uh, like for myself, right? I, honestly, I never knew DJI was made. For, sorry for ignorance, but I never knew DJI was a Chinese company until I think last year we were talking about this. Yeah, and and I started to realize, oh my god, DJI is a Shenzhen-based company, right? Yeah, founded yeah. by you know the the founder is pretty young. I think he's in his uh, mid thirties. Yeah, he's yeah something like that. Yeah, he's pretty young, right? He founded it sort of, you know, it's a, it's a typical entrepreneurial, tech entrepreneurial story, right? Um, you know, starting a company in your in your uni campus, in your in your in your hostel and so on, you know, it's it's amazing, right? I think we'll go to that story in a bit, but let's just give a bit of introduction to DJI as you said, right? Um so Tatiang Innovation Technology is a global leader in developing small unmanned aerial vehicles. Um, they specialize mm-hmm. in taking sort of you know video videos, pictures for hobbies, for for businesses, whatever, right? It's really pen, it's, there's a really high penetration rate for retail, as well as nowadays a bit more minor commercial application, right? And yeah. I would say they are probably the largest manufacturer of consumer drones. Mm-hmm. So. They were founded, the company was founded in 2016, sorry, 2006 by Frank Wong, and they released yeah. their first drone in the Chinese market in 2008, and in 2009, they expanded internationally. They really started, right, they're, they're founded in 2006, sort of, as you said, you know, the story of university idea by Frank Wong, really passionate about sort of um, this form of electric electric helicopters and electric sort of airplanes and everything that he played as a, as a kid growing up. And then he really got into it, had an idea during uni, established it, created his company. But it was not until 2013 that it really started ramping up, right? And in 2013, they started, you know, making, you know, 400% year-on-year sort of increase in their sales. Because in 2013, there was the model Phantom quadrocopter that was launched, and the the Phantom model was really their big breakthrough. It was very well received, right? And I think from that that period onwards, from 2013 onwards, all the way through 2015 to 2018, 2019, there was this whole wave of, you know, just consumers f- finding drones fascinating, right? You started seeing drones in performances, you, you know, in, in China, right? You started seeing drones in National Day Parades, in the Beijing Olympics. Was it there in Beijing Olympics? Sorry, not Beijing Olympics, but um, in National Day Parade, you know, in all over different countries, you start seeing drone performance, right? On, on national, um, you know, on national TV shows and so on. And that, I, I guess that helped to push the popularity of drones amongst consumers in the back mm-hmm. end. And consumers started feeling like, oh my god, wow, this is something that I can afford, and it's something, it's a different kind of tool. And one of the key drivers, the 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 the, um, the attractiveness of that, the refreshing, you know, kind of new toy for people that helped 
to boost the company's growth. And by 2014, mm-hmm. they actually got 500 million revenue. Right. Yeah. And, and that just went up exponentially, right? In, in 2015, they got about close to a billion. And I think by 20, 2018, I think they reached about 3 billion. Yeah, and they have 3,000 over, over, yep, 3, over employees. It's valued at 15 billion in its last funding round in 2018. So it's a bit different from you know, all the tech companies where it's valued like oh, hundreds of uh, 10 billion, 5 billion, 1 billion, whereby it's still doing like uh, no, 2 million revenue, 10 million revenue with a, with a huge valuation. This is a company whereby they reach a 15 billion valuation at 3 billion annual sales. Right, yeah. and very often I, I think maybe we can safely say that I, I don't know the numbers but I think it's probably I, I'm confident to say that this you know the DJI is probably breaking even or really just churning in cash because they, have, they haven't had need to fund or raise any, any funds in the past few years no, but one thing I want to say was one, one thing to highlight is that as compared to a lot of the other tech founders whereby they went through multiple rounds of fundings, multiple series yeah. of fundings, um, Frank Wong, uh, who is the founder of DJI, actually still owns a significant stake, right? He owns 45% of the company. Yeah. So that, that to me is, is pretty amazing. It really shows that, you know, he, he, he knows this company will do well, number one. Number yeah. two... There, you know, it just shows that this company is not one that's cash cash burning like like crazy like a lot of the other tech companies, right? It's not one that's growing at all costs. Also because the market's yes. a bit non niche, um, yeah. and they they are they are probably making a good profit from every drone that they're selling, and they are one that you know how to books bootstrap their their growth. Right, those are the numbers. A little bit of history about DJI today. The main question, and I think why we're really interested in, is like, how do they come to be you know the leader of drones and you know there are tons of like different reasons for this and i think the number one that i want to start off with is obviously the incredible hardware that they have is accompanied by incredible software right the tech of dji is on point and this is one thing that has multiple layers to it because first of all we've talked about the phantom the quadrocopter being you know the massive success and that really sort of kick launched DJI into this, you know, multi-billion revenue company from there. But the reason for those, it's not just the fact that obviously the ergonomy of the design of the quadrocopter, which is sort of like today, when you think about a drone, you just think about that quadrocopter sort of look, right? Um, more than just the fact that they, they really had this the design nailed, and I don't know if they're the one who came up with this design. I'm sure this design existed. They, they might have just perfected it or whatever. But more than this, it's like, I've used DJI before, and I've flown, I've like, I've flown um, electric airplanes when I was younger, and I crashed my electric airplane two minutes after I had it right because it's super hard to control it because it's you know like you have to take off it's like and a lot of the niche market that existed for like electric sort of you know things that flew that that could be airplanes and helicopter it was a lot of you know very technical because it was hard to sort of manage and everything and can you imagine if you're paying like 500 a thousand or a thousand plus dollars for this gadget essentially or for something that you want to take pictures with, you don't want to think about even crashing it, right? And and one of the things that DJI does amazingly was the software part of it. Because I think, obviously, 
you know, when Frank Wong founded his company, it was on the genius idea that he had about, you know, how to settle down the, um, the, um, the drone to be able to maintain itself in the air and everything and the stabilization and everything. And that was amazing, you know, and the hardware that goes behind it. But the software is also like, it's also what enables the retail market and the retail industry to really get familiar with it, right? Like you don't want a product that is super technical that only a handful of people can use. You want something that a push of a button, the drone takes off. Uh, you know, if you um, if you want, when you want to bring it back, it comes back and then slowly, you know, like sort of land by itself and it's super smart. It's integrated with your smartphone. The app is amazing to use. You know, the, the like all of those little details, I think is really why DJI was super successful and they, and they really focused on both parts, right? They didn't because there are tons of drone companies out there that make super technical stuff and they're amazing at it, right? They, they will sell you maybe very special parts, especially when you see drone racing, you know, those are like, you know, very nerdy stuff. But most of the people who want to use a drone for like regular usage, they don't know how all of those works, right? They just want a product that works. I, I think so the interesting way, thing, I think, I think the interesting thing that, you know, is definitely what you brought up, right? It's, it's the ease to use for, for consumers, you know, and, and I think that helped break the market because historically we know drones have been around for, for ages, right? It's not the first time drones been been on the market. Um, and the thing is that, but but the, the issue is that drones in the past were mostly used in military, but you probably need a bit of special training for it. And then on commercial application is, is a lot less as compared to now. Just because yeah. drones were a lot more complicated, like you said, the interface is difficult, right? Not every you can't you can't pick up a drone in the past and just fly it, right? You'll probably crash it because of how the interface is. You probably need a bit of training, but for DJI, I mean, on like look, a, a kid can fly the drone, right? <laughs> you just need to show him once. This is how it moves. This is how it comes back. You know, this is how you make it come back. Come back. Yeah. That's it, right? I think you know that that's the amazing thing, right? You just need to teach it once. It's so easy to pick up. Yeah, I've heard some people just left it in the jungle and then went to look for it and somehow it came back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 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 you mean the kid or the drone? <laughs> I'm talking about you. <laughs> no, but, but honestly, this, like you said, right? Knowing, knowing the customer's needs. And that is sort of what's in the, in the DNA of the company, I would say. Right. Yeah. If, 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 like, if you think from broad perspective, they saw the demand for drones in this consumer mm-hmm. market. They saw the need for businesses. They saw the need for military because technology is yeah. already there. And all they did was they launched the right products, right? They launched Mavic in 2016, which is the industrial, uh, sorry, which is the, 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 the consumer version. And at the same time, they launched the industrial version, which is, I think, called Matrix, right? Mm. And with that, yeah, because these two, these two models are so interchangeable, they are so easy to use. Someone who knows how to fly a Mavic would easily know how to fly a mattress, right? So when mm. they need to use it for work, the first thing you think about, okay, why not we use a drone, right? To take an aerial photo, to do applications of getting a helicopter is way cheaper. And yeah. you don't need to train someone for it. So naturally, yeah. you know, companies would be like, okay, you know, for, for construction purposes, for, for, you know, um, for surveillance purposes, so, sorry, surveillance of forests, surveillance of farmland, yeah. for agriculture, so on, right? I think that, yeah. that interchangeable of not having to teach and train your consumers to use certain product yeah. is one of the key success, one of the key reasons why they were able to achieve such commercial success. And if you think yeah, about I it, agree. right? I, yeah, sorry. 
I, uh, that's like, and that's the second layer of it that I really wanted to focus on as well. It's like, right, so the first one is obviously the mix of hardware and software with the retail consumer in mind and which is almost the Apple-like, right, version of the drone. And But the second part of that tech advantage that we're talking about is also the fact that, you know, when you think about drones, it's, yeah, it's nice to fly something, right? And you say like, you know, people like it. It's it's nice to fly something, but the commercial application and all of those come from also the, the camera technology that they enabled, right? The gimbal, the stabilization of the cameras, within the drone because a drone is like flying like you know you don't want your pictures to be all shaky you don't want your videos to be all shaky so like the gimbal technology that they perfected and that they're providing the consumer it's like when you see those you know before when you saw an aerial shot of anything that was only in movies right but now <laughs> like a holiday you know sort of album that you share with your friends and families might contain aerial shots because you had a Mavic do that for you and it enables you know part of like I don't know for me it's incredible you can go on a hike and before you could just take pictures of the mountain which you know sort of really lose that dimension of the the grandeur of where you are at but if you can take it from the air you can really go with the drone and really show how small you are on the peak of the mountain those kind of shots and you don't even need to have like you know pro uh, sort of material for it well pro quote-unquote because i mean a drone is not cheap either but you know it really enabled all of those things and the camera technology that they they sort of enabled you know they're not just a drone company they're really just this form of they're, they're really yeah as you said you know like the, they really focus on the needs of the market and what can be you know what people needs are and then perfected that and i think that's the second layer of the tech advantage that I think you know it's not just about the techs and drones it's also the tech and the camera and the stabilization and the gimbal technology that they sort of integrated within their drones and the software and all of that that really makes them you know uh, a huge company and then like an amazing company for them but inherent I have this one thing we need to admit I think they have this innate advantage of being a Chinese company and, and what I mean yeah. by that don't, don't misunderstand me is that being in China or being in Shenzhen specifically, they have this insane advantage of being able to go to market fast, being able to test a prototype. And and honestly, if you think about drones, it's it's engineering, it's engineering play, right? Um, yeah. There's a lot of aerodynamics to test. There's a lot of you know different kind of parts you need to create and and test out while you're creating a prototype. And if you yeah. have seen what Shenzhen is like, it's called like the silicon of the US. But honestly, I would say it's probably quite different from Silicon of, 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 of Silicon Valley of the US right Silicon Valley is very much focused on software you mean the Silicon Valley of China yeah sorry <laughs> the Silicon Valley <laughs> of like, China sorry I'm Silicon so sorry <laughs> my mind is not working um, <laughs> but yeah sorry um, so but like Silicon, like Silicon Valley is so different because Silicon Valley is very much focus on software right there's so much software talent and software skills there but Shenzhen is not just a place of software it has the ability to manufacture as well so you know from from the point of having a design of putting out the best software and then manufacturing right sending it to a manufacturer and producing a prototype if you have seen videos or have heard of stories it probably takes like what six 
six to 12 hours for you to, to produce the design and send it to the factory to, to produce a, and collect your prototype in the afternoon. Whereas if you compare it to in the West, you know, in some other places, sending out your, your, your design and collecting prototype would probably take you two weeks, three weeks or whatsoever, right? Because the manufacturing yeah, be, the manufacturing because you're get sending Because you're sending it to Shenzhen, right? So like if you're in and, Shenzhen itself. Exactly. Yeah. So, so there is this but, huge clarify, advantage. Yeah, and but to clarify on that point, right? Like, I, I mean, definitely Silicon Valley was still... Silicon Valley is still called Silicon Valley because obviously of the hardware sort of advancement that was Software. correlated with, you know. No, right. but like, because, I mean, Silicon Valley was, you know, because of the silicon, the microprocessor oh, okay, and the computer. <laughs> so at the very beginning of it, it's true today when you talk about Silicon Valley, it's much more sort of like a synonym with avocado toast and, you know, the California vibe of, um, of tech nerds and, you know, much more software companies because obviously the... The big names today is a lot of um, software, although Apple is still like the most valued company in the world, and they're obviously known for their hardware. But, uh, but yes, I think Shenzhen in that mindset, uh, and as you're right, it's like the hardware, and it's very, very, you know, there are big malls with like tons of stalls, like thousands, and I'm not kidding here, like thousands of little stalls where you can buy components. Right. You can buy conductors, you can buy resistance, you can buy like chips, motherboard, you can buy all of those things that you can make literally, you know, there are tons of videos online on YouTube about I made my own phone today in Shenzhen, I made my own, you know, insert device here thing in Shenzhen. And it's really that sort of turnaround that you're that you're gaining with the proximity plus the huge and very efficient logistic chain that we've talked about in previous episode in China, which really enables them to, yeah, as you said, you know, like turn around quickly to the market's need, right? And and one last thing, right? I think I think this is something that's very clear. You know, China is a country, or Shenzhen is a country, with a huge pool of highly skilled engineers. And this is something that Tim Cook said himself, right? You know, there was this whole big hoo-ha about, oh, you know, we need, you know, we need to bring U.S. companies out of China. You know, there are many places you can bring it to. You can bring it to U.S., India, whatsoever. But honestly, I think Tim Cook, Tim, Tim Cook said it himself. You'll be amazed that there are yeah. things in China, in Shenzhen, whereby you cannot replicate anywhere else just because of how yeah. the ecosystem is, just because the whole pool of talent there that's able to react, that's able to, 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 to do the work you need them to, you know, you can't find such high quality talent in, in any other countries that's so easily accessible in the same yeah. zone as your other manufacturers, right? It's 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 a, it's an innate advantage that, you know, you can't just say you move your you move your whole company to, to India and be able to produce the results. There will be a lot more logistics and a lot more hurdles along the along the way if you do that. So, you know, yeah. this this is one I think this is one of the key um geographical and manufacturing advantage that that um, DJI has being located yeah. in China that you know that helped them to produce uh, having a slight cost advantage having that quick turnaround and being able to produce and come to market in in and capture the right opportunities another reason why i think DJI is very interesting and very fascinating and exciting is that the drone market is only going to grow and grow, right? Right now, we talked about, you know, obviously you using it as a consumer. There are more and more commercial application. You know, we talked about sports event using a lot of drones as well for aerial shot that can be cheaper than to do with a helicopter. You know, even in movies now, because of like how nibble and how flexible the, the drone can be, 
Um, and then, you know, in commercials, like now tons of commercials are also using drones um, to, to, to do a lot of the shootings. So, but, but those are still like much more sort of video and, you know, sort of taking pictures type of stuff. Photography, sorry, I was looking for the word photography and I was like, photography uh, related. But drones can also be used as, you know, transportation and also, you know, like delivering. And we've seen, we're seeing now Amazon using drones to, you know, and they're doing those testing. It was approved by the regulators uh, in certain cities across the U.S. Um, definitely, you know, more than just you receiving your Amazon package for drones. It's, you know, there are a lot of medical application, right? Uh, bringing essential needs or bringing, you know, like medicine quickly to, you know, remote areas for first aid or for a first response sort of um, sort of situation, especially if you're lost in the forest or you get hurt in the forest or you get hurt uh, skiing and you're on the top of the mountain and it's really hard to get to you, uh, all of those applications could be could could be amazing and you know and and those are not approved yet, those are not settled yet. You know, you don't see drones um, bringing your Amazon package on you know in the mainstream yet, but it will happen because it's almost like. I almost feel like it's inevitable. Just put some, just put some numbers, numbers in 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 here, right? I think currently the mar- the drone market, you know, is expected to grow to what sixty billion in the next ten yeah. years. Yeah. Right. Just because penetration, the drone drone penetration now, the drone drone market penetration now in in urban and and rural markets is less than five percent, right? And yeah. going forward, just because of commercial application. You know, we'll we'll probably we'll probably reach ten, twenty, or fifty percent in in certain regions, mm. and and that opens up immense opportunities. Now, like you said, right, Amazon package delivery, and then next you have food delivery. You know, ima- imagine you have maybe maybe we might not see the day whereby you have drones flying everywhere. You know, when you open your window and you're like, oh my god, the drone just hit the bird. That shouldn't yeah. happen ideally, but I think there will be more application of drones going forward for delivery of goods because you know for the past five years the biggest issue that people are trying to solve is how to reduce last mile delivery costs because that's the most costly part of transportation of delivering goods and as e-commerce gets more uh, uh, as the growth of e-commerce slows businesses will think of ways how to extract a bit more margin how to reduce a bit more costs I think naturally this would be an area whereby they will think find the best and most efficient way to deliver their goods in the in the most timely manner and in the most cost efficient manner. And drone is probably yeah. a natural solution. No, for sure. And finally, I think one of the only sort of point that we that that will be interesting to watch out for as well is that with the growth of this market, which would be highly impacted by essentially the regulations around it, right? I think a lot of the tech. The technology is there for a lot of things, but with all things, it's like what you said. We don't want to see just drones everywhere. First of all, you know, talk about visual pollution, but also about all the different sort of challenges that will come with it because of security concerns. You already see it now that at events it could have you know privacy concerns where someone could be looking uh, into your life essentially with a drone, and it can be very creepy. Uh, and, And all of those sort of concerns that would that would need to be highly regulated and then to see well you know as drone gets more popular how do you stop a drone right now you're you're seeing eagles and other you know 
birds, um, you know, sort of trained to take out drones, especially in football stadiums and sporting event where those are not, you know, official drones um, being there because it can be dangerous for the athletes, but also for, for, for a lot of other reasons. Uh, and you're seeing more and more of this sort of like, okay, before we can allow drones to just unleash them and sort of speak, right? We need to find a way to how are we ever going to control if they get taken sort of uh, out of con- you know out of hand and you know we have to have a plan to be able to manage them to regulate them in a, in a very specific way right that, that that'll be it i think um there's tons to to talk about obviously for the drone uh, market and you know we wanted to give a quick overview about dji sort of introduce the brand to people who didn't know or maybe people who bought a dji but didn't know that they were a chinese company uh or just, you know, if you're interested about um, DJI in general, uh, you can find us at Productive Lazy Sundays on Instagram, on Twitter, and on YouTube, and obviously in podcast form. And yeah, we'll see you guys in the next episode.